You're listening to City Church Long Beach Sermons Podcast. You can visit us at citychurchlongbeach.org. Hey friends, I'm so glad to see so many of you dressed warmly today. I think I advised everyone to do that in my handout, um, and then I totally didn't take my own advice. So I'm totally shivering up here this morning. But I am so glad to see each of you here today. If I haven't had a chance to meet you yet, my name is Brenna Rubio, and I'm one of the co-pastors here at City Church of Long Beach. Everybody go ahead and have a seat, sorry. Uh, And hey, welcome to everybody who is here online this morning too. Uh, You are here at City Church of Long Beach, where we are a radically welcoming community on the journey towards Jesus, joining him in the renewal of all things. And uh, it's just good to do it together. We are gonna be kind of launching into things this morning because if you didn't know, we are having a business meeting at the end of the service today. So we'll have the service, we'll have a brief, you know, minute or two kind of pause for everybody to stretch, get a little bit more coffee. And then we are gonna have a short business meeting. Uh, It will involve some numbers and things like that, finances around the church, but it's also gonna be very celebratory so if you're able to stay whether you consider city church your church so you want to be part of that uh, or you're not sure what city church is to you but you're curious about the whole thing we would just love to invite anybody who'd like to to stay Uh, we love to pray for our kids at city church of long beach and so i do before um, kiddos you're going to have the opportunity to to go off with friends and hear a story do some playing um, crafts and stuff like that Uh, i would love to invite everyone to to pray together for our children god you are good this is a season uh, where in so many ways the kids are forefront of our mind um, because it's a a season where they get so excited so we pray for not only the kids who are here this morning but the kids are here at lafayette elementary school throughout the week the kids all throughout this neighborhood and all the neighborhoods where we live in god would you just be watching over them in a special way uh, in this season Uh, would you help us as adults to love and care for them well uh, lead them well uh, to be patient uh, and to just enjoy the season fully with them. God, we're so grateful for these kids. We love them and we know that you do too. In your name we pray. Amen. Um, With that, I would love to invite Bill White and Justin Campbell up. All right. Um, Justin, some of these people have probably have not met you yet. They've all had to put up with me, I'm afraid. But um, why don't you uh, why don't you tell them who you are? Who who are you, Justin? Oh, that's a big question, Bill. <laughs> uh, so, uh, hi, I'm Justin. Um, I've been around City Church for about a year now. Um, I think. Wow. Two years. Two years. Wow. I think I just skipped all of last year in my brain. <laughs> um, yes. Yes. Wow, okay. Yeah, that's a long time. Um, so what do I do? Um, yeah, what do you What do you do for a living? What keeps you busy during the daytime? Uh, I'm a professor. I teach. Um, I also do uh, DEI consulting. Um, I what do is DEI? Diversity, equity, inclusion. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. I don't want to get into all that, but um, yeah, I do that. <laughs> um, and uh, I also do uh, executive coaching. So I work with leaders and CEOs and things like that. So. I do a lot, so a lot of, a lot of plates spin. I'm a dad, too. Um, yeah, that's a big part of my role, my life. Yeah, there you go. All right, fun. All right, I so. get to be with you. I'm your, you know, <laughs> accoutrement today. So. Justin described himself as my eye candy today. Arm, arm candy. Arm candy. That's it. Arm candy. Arm candy. Yeah, there you go. Which, you know, I, 
let's let's work with that. So, um, so we are in a sermon series right now uh, about pilgrimage, about holy wandering, about uh, moving through this season, uh, the the Christmas season. Traditionally, it's called Advent, which is a season of heightened awareness, looking for God in our lives, longing for more of God in our world. And as we wander along that path, we're going to be talking about uh, how to do that well and what that looks like today, uh, particularly with, with family and with going home, which is such a complicated thing. Uh, so we're going to invite up, I think Dave New Newman's going to read scripture for us today. Is that right? Yeah. Welcome, Dave Newman. And uh, let's stand in honor of God and God's word as we uh, read scripture today, because this is the classic Christmas story, or one of them. This is Luke 2, uh, 1 through 7. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. People of God, this is the word of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. So here we are. Here we are. Again. <laughs> Again, yeah. If some of you endured me and Justin uh, over the summer. Yeah. Yeah, that was a hot one. Yeah. <laughs> not, not us, like the, the heat. It was like literally hot. <laughs> I thought I felt like you were on fire. Well, thank you. Thank you, Bill. And that's uh, why we decided to do it again, right? It's a more conversational type message today, in case you weren't, hadn't figured that one out. Um, so as we look at the, this passage today from Luke chapter 2. Um, I was going to say, it's kind of like the church version of the Macy's Day Parade, or like the Rose Parade. Like, that's, yeah. That's kind of our, our, repertoire, our banter. You know? that, that's it. Thank yeah. you for clarifying that for people. I, that was just, I just got that image in my head of us, you know, bundled up. I, I trust that was the spirit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good. Um, so in this passage, you have the entire Roman world, right, being, being put on the move by Caesar. Because Caesar says, hey, I need more taxes. I think they, we've had some people born in the last generation or two. We're not collecting enough money from them. We can get more money. So let's send them to their ancestral homes and put a number by their name put a, an amount by their name, what they owe, track where they are, and make sure we start collecting that money. This is um, a massive, I mean, just a massive uh, agenda for, for an entire empire to control its people and to strengthen the empire, to make the empire bigger, better, stronger, richer. Um, oh, and there's our, there are friends, so. Uh, for those of you who are, who are on Zoom, there's a, a fire truck just drove up with lights flashing. It's really lovely. Um, so that's what's going on here. That's, that's the setup for this passage, is everyone's on the move. 
and they're going to their ancestral home in order to be taxed at a higher level. And so, so Joseph and Mary, they, they are in Nazareth, and now they've got to travel pregnant. She's pregnant, obviously nine, nine months pregnant, 100 miles by foot. All right, so I don't know if there's anyone here who's ever been nine months pregnant. How does the idea of traveling 100 miles by foot sound? <laughs> Not so great, right? But this is what the empire does. The empire drives you out. And notice that they're driven to their ancestral home. So that's like, um, I don't know who would do it, maybe the UN or something, saying, okay, everyone needs to go to their ancestral home. So me and my brothers, my mom, all my cousins, everyone, we go not just back to Virginia, but back to a little town in England that we hail from. Right? Empire is saying, we have reason, and it's financial here, to control our people and send them back. So how do, how do you feel about that, Justin? How do you feel about this idea of empire mandating that we go home for the holidays? <laughs> well, I think it's interesting, right? When you and I first looked at this passage, I think the, the thing that came up in my head is the kind of role that this story plays for us, right? Or for me, right? And I think of this family going home for the quote-unquote holidays. I mean, there was a it was tax season, so I don't know if that's a holiday. Um, but I think what's so interesting to me is like when I think about the holidays, um, there's, this, there's this image of what it should be, right? Um, it looks like an Acura commercial, or SNL did like a really funny Target ad uh, about Thanksgiving uh, a couple weeks ago, right? But it's just like this picture, right, of like what family and holiday and this time should be, like home for the holidays, right? That's obviously a good thing, right? And that's like kind of what we were kind of riffing on setting up is that they're going home, right? That should be fun, right? We're all, get, we're all getting the family back together. It's our ancestral home. Like it's where everybody's from. Like that's, this, should be, this should be a lot of, a lot of family. Because it's always fun, fun time when, the, games when and, the family gets back together. Right, piano time and like all this stuff, right? Um, but that's not what happened, it looks like from the story, Bill. Yeah. So, as you think about sort of uh, empire, you know, Caesar mandating all these people go on pilgrimage back to their home, um, are there ways you see that operating today as well, whatever empire might look like uh, in our day and age? Yeah, I think I, I, I mean I, I think it looks like that that image of the, the the target ad, the Acura ad, right? Like this is what Christmas is, and I know for me, I don't know about anybody else, but I I relate a lot to the the the, the character of Scrooge. I don't know why, but I'm like a Scrooge archetype, um, and there's kind of like uh, the ghosts of the past and the present and the, even the future haunt me much more than my life looks like an Acura ad, right? Um, and so this time of year, right, there's this expectation of like what it should be, what it should look like, what your family situation should look like, what your feelings should be. Um, I, I haven't been on Shutterfly and seen like grief and sadness and loss as like the three emotions that you send out on your Christmas card, right? It's faith and hope and love and 
you know, but we are, right, this whole spectrum of emotions and experiences, right? And so it's not to say that we don't feel the faith, the hope, the love, but it's also, and there's also these other things that are not always present and like, you know, those aren't really things that encourage you to go buy things, right? And so, um, right, that's what the accurate ad is. It's not just about the image. It's like, if you have this family, right, then you also get the car with the bow on top outside, right, for Christmas morning, right? And so there's a connection there, I think. But I think it's that kind of, I don't know if anybody ever felt this, like standing outside the toy shop looking in while all the kids and parents are buying things and you're kind of just outside looking in, right, that feeling. Not that it's necessarily your financial situation, but it's that outside the, the norm, outside the expectation, outside what everybody else is experiencing, a kind of loneliness, right? I should be feeling this. I should be experiencing this, but I'm not. What's wrong with me? Is there something wrong with me because my life doesn't look like this or I don't feel this way about this time of year, you know? Yeah, and we are, we are the, those multifaceted people, right? And all those emotions are in us. And when I think about the amount of commercialization, uh, the amount of spending that goes into this season, sometimes I wonder if that's sort of the new empire. Capitalism is the empire and it drives us home because we need to get gifts and we need to give gifts and we need to, and there's a sense that it's productive for the economy to have big holidays. Stocking stuffer is like a noun <laughs> and a verb. Like, what is a stock? Like, it's a thing that exists for its own sake, right? Like, does that make sense? Like, what is it? Why is it here? Why do we need it? But every time I check out, I need to buy some, you know, like Gotta at the grocery it. store. So it's like an interesting, yeah. Yeah, there's a sense in which, you know, Empire is still trying to control the pieces of the holidays and move us on our pilgrimages, but the pilgrimage now goes to the mall, right? That's, it's, this, it's this new sort of pilgrimage. Uh, but it also, it also includes this pilgrimage home with family. And so we, as, as Justin and I were talking about this and studying this text, there, something kind of leapt out at us that we had not seen before, that this is the whole Roman world that is being sent back to their ancestral home. So Mary and Joseph go back to where Joseph harks from 14 generations ago, all right? It goes back to David, and that's Bethlehem. But remember, it's not just, it's not just Joseph and Mary who go back to Bethlehem. Who else is going back to Bethlehem? Well, Joseph's brothers, because they hark back to David. Joseph's parents and grandparents, they have to travel to Bethlehem as well. His uncles and his aunts, all of his cousins, the entire extended family of Joseph is in Bethlehem at this moment. And so then we read this verse and see if you feel the tension. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son, she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. There's no room in the end. It wasn't, 
the innkeeper who shut them out. It wasn't that there was no room in town. Joseph and Mary went to the family reunion. All the cousins, aunts, uncles, grandparents are there, and they're having a baby, and they can't find a place to stay? This is not strangers who aren't putting them up. This is their family. And when it comes to the holidays, it can get really weird with family. Yeah, I, I was. We were, we were riffing on this because what I what I thought of when I read this was like, I wonder what it was like. I mean, they don't have phones, but you know, the situation, right? Mary is pregnant. They're not married. Bill, is that a big deal? That's 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 a big deal. Yeah, I mean, literally, she. Uh, technically, according to the law of Moses, she should have been stoned, killed. He should have divorced her and then stoned her. And so what would that mean for the family? Yeah, so now you're the family and Mary and Joseph show up in your town in Bethlehem. You don't want anything to do with them. Right? They're an embarrassment. They're... they're a, you, you want to push them away from you all the way to a, a manger. Well, I think I, I often read the Bible stories like hindsight's twenty twenty, and we know who wins in the end, right? Um, but in the moment, I wonder what it was like for them to be traveling 100 miles, right? Knowing that, you know, when they called ahead and said, hey, we're coming to town, they were like, nah. <laughs> Silence on the group text, right? right like <laughs> Silence. <laughs> We're really going through something here. Like, it's actually kind of a big deal. Like, we're going to have a baby. Anybody keep us maybe for one night? Just just overnight, just once, because we're having a baby. And no one, and you know. And so we kind of were like, well, there maybe were like two things maybe that happened. This, I mean, there's more than two things. But perhaps it was that. Maybe the family was like, no, we're not, we're not going to be able to. Well, I don't know if any of you have heard this before, but we cannot accept who you are and what you're doing, so we're not going to let you stay here. I'm sorry. You all made the choice to do what you're doing, so we're going to make the choice to not let you stay here. And so for me, that I feel, I feel that, right? I feel maybe perhaps the emotion of that, the hurt. Again, on the outside looking in where you go home and there's no home to go home to <laughs> because you're not allowed to stay. <laughs> you're not allowed to be there. Um, and just how lonely that is. Uh, and so that if you feel lonely now, there's a kind of space for that, right, in this story, perhaps. Talk to us more about that. that, that I want to hear, like, there's space for you in this story if you're lonely. Like, tell us more. More thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I mean, I, I guess I want to hold, I want to, I want to acknowledge that for, for many of us, like, you know, the holidays are great and it's warm and it's family and it's tradition, right? And there's a lot of warmth there, but for some of us, that's not our experience either. Um, and that's not like bad in the sense that it's not bad. We're not bad for not having that experience. Um, because there are these types of experiences and, you know, I think we can think of them even if they're not our own, in which that's, that's what it's like. The holidays don't bring up 
They, bring, they don't bring up kind of excitement, they bring up dread. <laughs> How am I going to navigate this discussion at dinner? It's real. I guess that's what I'm sensing resonance with the story in, is what does it feel like to go home and not have a home to go home to? And there's so many of us here, um, here physically, a lot of us on Zoom, uh, a lot of people connected to City Church who have that experience, who know that going home doesn't feel like home. And I, I think this is God's word for us today, saying, I see you, I see you. And then there's a, there's a flip side to this coin, because we don't know, a lot of this is, you know, we're imagining, right? We're, we're, this is what um, Wilda Gaffney calls midrash, right? Where you, you, you look in between and beneath and above and around the words of scripture to try to understand and imagine what was that like, right? So we don't, you know, it doesn't spell every piece out for us. We have to lean into scripture to see where God might be speaking to us. And on one hand, there's a sense in which family may have just said, you're not welcome. But there's another option too. Yeah. And we, you know, we also thought about the fact that maybe they said, you know what? It's not worth it. I'd rather sleep in the barn than with your parents. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, I, I think we can resonate with that from a like, in-law type of energy but also from like we're trying to come they don't... There, there were there was an uncommon number of nodding heads yeah well you know like i'm just saying you know um i i mean i i, I maybe they maybe they didn't want to have to tell the story every time someone asked so explain so 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 what's going on here you you, you what, what's the story here? Oh, well, you know, Holy Spirit, you know. Oh, sure. Okay. All right. Got it. Ah, yeah. Holy Spirit, got it. That one. That, okay, good. Hey, come over here. I got this. Come hear the story. It's a good one. The Holy Spirit. Yeah, tell them. Tell them what, what you just told us, right? Maybe they didn't want to do that. They were like, you know what? I, we'd rather just be by ourselves because it's less painful to have a, a baby by ourselves in a barn than to be with your whole family during this time. And that's real, too. <laughs> it is real. And some of us are making that choice this season around families, saying, you know what? Um, we're actually not going to go there. We're, we're going we're gonna to have some lines. We're going we're gonna to set some boundaries. Um, and that's why you're ending up in a, in a barn, right? And, and I think for, for me, this is just a reminder that, that Jesus sees that also. Jesus sees you knowing what you've been through with your family, and he knows what it's like to choose out. We're going to just pause for a second. So for those of us who are on Zoom, there are 400 bicycles on our street um, right now. Yeah, you guys go, man. You guys got this. Come on now. Oh, yeah. Woohoo! Come on now. You guys are awesome. Okay, that was, you know, it's one of the many benefits of being outside. Like if we were inside, we would have missed that. 
Never seen that, right? So good. So good. That was so fun. I, why don't you bring it home? <laughs> I, I was just saying, Jesus sees us. Yes, you, yeah. <laughs> Jesus sees us. Like, what were you just saying? I can't remember. <laughs> Jesus sees us when we are not welcome, and Jesus sees us when we choose not to make that step. He's, he's been there. He's experienced that. That's part of the Holy Family's experience. Um, and we want to we wanna affirm you with that. Yeah. So Justin came up with two words that I was like, man, you tell those at the end. They're so good. Yeah. So the the one thing the the one thing I wanted to provide and hold space for was like validation. Like your feelings, your experience of this time of year are valid. Period. Uh, whether or not it's the happy, joy, warm, right? That's there's space for that, and I think there's a lot of cultural space held for that experience, right? And not but, and. There's also space for you if the other things are your experience too. I think there can be a lot of suffering. I've experienced a lot of suffering from the guilt that I felt for not feeling the things I'm supposed to feel. I don't know if anybody relates to that, right? And so Dr. Kristen Neff talks about this idea of self-compassion, right? Like, what does it mean to say, you know, this is really hard right now. But in this story, we're not alone. You're not alone. If it's hard for you, you're not the only one that it's hard for. You're not a Scrooge because it's hard for you. Because you, the past, right? The regrets of the past, the challenges of the present and the fears of the future show up in the middle of the night when you're trying to go to sleep, when you got a long day tomorrow with holiday plans, right? You're not alone in that. And so to kind of be able to say, you know, I'm not alone and therefore, you know, I can be kind to myself. I can say no. I can say, you know what, actually we're over, we're over scheduled this week, so we're gonna just take some time. Or maybe we'll order online instead of going to the mall, or I don't know, whatever, I don't know if that's better, but <laughs> it's like, how do we reduce some of the stress, right? How do we kind of make things, you know, be kind to ourselves in this, in this time? Um, and so just holding space for, the, for what your experience is, um, as opposed to it having to only be one way, which is the accurate commercial, you know. There are multiple ways to, as many ways to experience this time of year as there are people and families and experiences, and so. And so you have, you have permission. I believe that that's part of what's happening here in this, in this text. Permission to be just where you are on your pilgrimage home. Just right where you are. And knowing that Jesus validates that, he sees that, and he blesses you right where you are.